Welcome to Inside the Four Walls. Sports nutrition, active nutrition, and lifestyle nutrition is our world. It's changing, it's adapting, and it's evolving at a pace not many of us had anticipated. And we want to know more. I've learned over the years that some of the best insight is derived through conversation. And if you truly want to understand the dynamics of the market, you need to look beneath the surface. You need to ask those from within. So that's what we're doing. We talk to people from within the industry, those that have opinion, those that have been at the coalface, and those that have been there and done it. So buckle in and enjoy the ride. I'm Nick Morgan, and this is Inside the Four Walls. Welcome to episode 12 of Inside the Four Walls, and today we have Gary Kleinman. Now, Gary is the CEO and founder of a gaming or esports brand called Skins. So it's our first foray into the area of esports and gaming, which I know is sort of capturing the imagination of everyone within the nutrition industry with regards to what is the size of the opportunity? Is it for them? Is it not for them? How would you approach it? Who is the consumer? And with, of course, what products? So the chat today is really pertinent to so many people in the industry ready to look at this market and try to work out how they're going to approach it. So we have a great discussion with Gary. He's got a great background within entertainment uh, marketing and within esports in general. Um, so it's very, very relevant to listen to someone who's understood and been immersed in this industry for the last seven years. And then having seen that, the opportunity to create a specific brand in the area of gaming healthcare. So this isn't just about energy drinks. This is about nutrition, wellness and overarching healthcare. Fascinating listen. So much to learn about gaming, but also really interesting to think about the opportunities that exist on behalf of products and brands to target consumers now and, of course, in the future. So sit back, relax, listen and learn. So, Gary, welcome to Inside the Four Walls. It's great to have you on, and I have to say I'm very excited because this is our first episode moving into the world of gaming and esports, which is, I think, blowing everyone's mind in the nutrition industry as to what it is and what their role is. So it'd be great to find out more from you. How are you today anyway? Well, fantastic. It's really a pleasure to be here and uh, appreciate the invitation to talk about not only gaming and esports, but uh, its crossover and the intersection with health, wellness, and nutrition. Perfectly Put, Gary, thank you very much. I think the place I'd love to start, we've got to just mention to everyone, you um, obviously have your own brand. It's called Skins. So if you could give us a little bit of the backstory and the genesis of Skins first as a brand that is driving into the gaming and the esports industry. Uh, my background, uh, the short story on a short elevator ride is I've been in marketing, entertainment and sports marketing for way too long. Uh, and about five years ago, I ran across an article about an 18-year-old Canadian female League of Legends gamer, and she played in a tournament in Madison Square Garden, and the article said there were 17,500 people um, at the competition, and I just could not imagine that 17,500 people would go watch anybody play a video game, and that was distributed, still is on Comcast and Roku and Zumo and a lot of the streaming services. 
But what kept coming up in talking to our gamers and the medical practitioners was this massive, um, your, your football, our football, basketball, baseball, soccer, the whole thing, that if you go back 20 years, uh, those sports didn't really have health and wellness and nutrition, but now every single one of them has a very strong protocol for health, wellness, and nutrition. And I thought, well, with the opportunities for gamers, which we can get into, that health and wellness is going to be more and more important. So we looked at that and said, let's develop skins, which is uh, S-K-I-N-Z dot G-G, because if you are a gaming company, you have a dot G-G as a URL, because that stands for a good game. So we started skins.gg to really fill the void on health, wellness, and nutrition from a pharmaceutical, scientific, research-formulated background. So we're not into caffeines and sugars and things like that, the the traditional uh, monster energy, Red Bull, G Fuel. They're not really health conscious, um, and I think there's a substantial need for that. that, and that is where Skins came from. So talk me through the timeline of that. I mean, when, when you say, you know, that 17 and a half thousand crowd, it's pretty incredible. When, when was that? I mean, how long ago was that? And I suppose how quickly once you started un- un- seeing underneath the surface, have you got to where you are today? Because what I do find when talking to lots of people is once they start looking beneath the parapet, they start, their eyes start getting brighter, they get wider. And the next thing you know, they're like, I'm not sure what it is. And then within a few seconds, they're like, okay, we need to sprint at this. So what was no your question. rate of sprint? Oh, uh, so five years ago, we launched the digital media network. Uh, two years ago, actually now almost exactly two years ago, I had the thought of health, wellness, and nutrition for gamers as the lifestyle portal uh, as much as a brand, which is why we waited until we had our job portal. So if you go to our, our site, uh, there's a job portal where if you upload your resume, scholarships and applicants, and then we have a few other uh, things up our sleeve. So we look, our, our tagline is skills powers your performance. We define performance, not only as gaming performance, but kind of life performance. Uh, we'll help you get a job. We'll, we'll help you get an education. Uh, we have some social interaction things that we want to do. In another month, we'll launch a neuro a scientific game on the site that will actually analyze your gameplay and tell you where your deficiencies or your strengths are. So we look at skins as, like I said, a lifestyle portal uh, that also sells. Which is really interesting because um, in the UK, there is now a, a degree you can do. You can hear all about you know how they're learning about the industry in, in multiple fashions but there's so much more going on it seems in terms of now gearing up professionally there's a really smart model to that isn't there yeah i mean it, it, from my role as a founder i look at uh, i spend a great deal of my time looking at our company of how not to commoditize our offering so you know, I love our products. Our, our topical pain relief that has CBD in it is great. It's got massive f- efficacy, as does the ocular health and the other things that, that we uh, manufacture and distribute. However, you can go to any dietary supplement product and take it to an independent lab and knock it off. I mean, it, there's nothing totally proprietary out there, even though there might be some ingredients 
a lab will find something close. So when we looked at our offerings that, yeah, our products are great, but I don't want to just trade on the product. But to your point, yes, the the opportunities for gamers and for those that game, the military in the United States hires gamers for their drone program because they outfly their pilots. So when you look at what gaming really is, it's, it's, it's rooted in the STEM programs. It's science, technology, engineering, and math. And those skill sets are applicable across multiple ver- uh, uh, verticals and companies. So to have that codified is, is seriously important. So yes, the I think the number is in the United States in another two or three years, be 5 million gaming-related jobs. Which is Pretty staggering. significant. What I love about even the, the reference there about the, the, the military and the, the, the breadth of the jobs is just, I suppose, when people look under the surface, they see kids gaming, right? Which I suppose is, 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 is the big thing that everyone visually represents with what this is all about. But actually, there's just such a much bigger, whoa, how to describe it, landscape of uh, dynamics, people, businesses. Uh, Tremendous and global. Yeah, and global. And, tru- and truly global. I mean, if you if you look at gaming and its penetration into the world, I think statistically 80 some odd percent of the homes in the world have some form of a gaming device. I would venture to say it's even higher than that with the growth of mobile gaming because the cell phone penetration in the world has to be pretty significant. So there are so many people that game and they don't game just for entertainment. They game for knowledge and they game for discovery and they're gaming for education so that gaming is not just um, what I always say, these uh, kids sitting on a couch with no friends and uh, acne, you know, drinking uh, sugary loaded drinks and uh, potato chips. It's not that anymore. And and I think you're, you're starting to see or hear parents saying to their kids, why are you, why are you playing basketball? You should be playing video games because you might be able to, get a job and a career and, and what have you uh, with that skill set. I guess the interesting thing comes that it makes sense, right? There's lots of people, there's a huge market, they're doing things where, you know, performance, mental acuity, focus, etc. but also the protective element that you referred to, injuries, you know, the time in front of a screen, um, posture related um, issues that they might face over time. That starts to make sense, right? Nutrition, health, do they want products only from a gaming brand? Do, you know, why isn't just general health and wellness and any product out there relevant to them? If you could explain Great question. Like the, the, the breadth and the growth and the rapid rise of gaming specific yeah. brands and everyone using the word authenticity. Yes. Uh, a great question. It's probably something I can answer better two years from now uh, <laughs> than today after the brands had some life and legs underneath it. Oh, uh, I, the products that are out there um, have applicability to gamers and non-gamers alike, right? So if there's a focused product, whether it's MCT oil-based with additional additives and what have you, that's going to help a gamer and a non-gamer. What I learned in now uh, set probably six, seven years of hardcore gaming experience is that gaming is not about the games. It's about the community around the games, because games have uh, a beginning, a middle, and an end, right? So there's a average seven-year lifespan of a game, but the communities survive. And communities 
do rally around products and brands that speak to them. You know, so you could look at Nike, which is a great example. I mean, Nike, its origin basically took disenfranchised runners and gave them a running platform. You can buy a Nike style quality shoe for probably 30% less on an off brand, but people want Nike because that's part of their community. So we look at gaming from that community standpoint. The theory is if we build the community, they'll be loyal to our brand. And that's why we uh, provide the job search functionality, the educational functionality, and all that's free to um, our customer base and our user base um, is to create that sense of community and sharing. And far too often, I see people treating games as what's the big, hot, next best game that's dangerous, um, especially now with all the tools that publishers have to create new and exciting games. Three, four years ago, you know, I was getting calls daily from people. How do I get my kid to stop playing Fortnite? Right. It's, it's ruining my, my, my life with my wife and my family. I can't, my kids on Fortnite all day long. That's not happening any longer. That same child is probably playing. I think this is us or whatever the new game happens to be or Valorant or whatever, but that child or that adult is still playing with a large group of people. So the, the community continues to grow, even though the game changes. And I think that's one of the mistakes that gaming uh, brands make and not, not the publishers, but those in and around gaming is they're trying to capture the game, yeah. but not the people that are playing the game. And what about you specifically? So what's really interesting, Gary, a large portion of this is, again, the way that people kind of go over is, here's my brand, I'm a gamer. I've built this product for you. I'm one of you. I'm one of the community. Therefore, I'm talking in your language, my, your terminology, your your colloquialisms, your whatever it might be. That's not necessarily, don't take this the wrong way, Gary, please. That doesn't strike me necessarily as you, but yet you've got the last seven years within the industry. So is that your advantage? Is that enable you the permission to create the brand or does it not really matter at all, do you think? I don't, I don't think it matters. Uh, again, in gaming today, where part of our points of differentiation reside is that most of the brands in gaming are one product offerings. So if you take G Fuel, which is probably one of the best known energy drinks in gaming, and they're the self-described energy drink of esports, which is interesting because they're saying they're the energy drink of esports, but not gaming. And gaming is substantially larger than just esports, but they have one product in 25 different varieties of the same product. We don't look at ourselves as an energy drink company. We don't look at ourselves as a focus company or an ocular health company. We really look at ourselves as a health and wellness and nutrition portal and platform to support the overall lifestyle. And we're coming at it, even though a lot of people say this from a scientific basis, every single one of our products do have clinical trial studies behind them and the efficacy of the, the um, ingredients. So that, that's part of our ethos and our messaging. And the other is, without a doubt, the, the voices of uh, the ambassadors, if you will, or the influencers that you align with. As I listen to you and as I learn, what I've always found 
fascinating about this because we've looked at a lot of the brands <clears throat> that have products available in the market today. And you're right, they're kind of one product brands. What's the first area they go to? They go to energy or slash energy drinks. It's a, it's a, re, a rebrand, a remake of a, a traditional sports nutrition pre-workout. It kind of makes sense. But I've always had to ask the question, how relevant is that product to more, to lots of people, people beyond, let's say, a professional game anyway? Well, it's, yeah, it is relevant. To your question, it is relevant. Uh, from a marketing perspective, we, we look at if we can capture the gamer in and around the gamer's life, there are non-gamers. So they become essentially our Trojan horse to introduce our products. Well, I mean, my point was going to be that your healthcare platform feels like it's got more applicability is what ultimately yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, it, um, yes. It, you and, know, and we're relying on the gamer to be our messenger. Yeah, which I think is really, really important. Um, it, it's at this point, it'd be great if you introduced um, the product. So we, you've taken products, you've got um, something around, you've got, you've got an energy product. We have an energy powder that, uh, you know, you shake up and put it in juice or water and drink it. You, you get uh, a boost. Uh, you're yeah. not going to, you're not going to get jittery. You know, you're not going to start getting your, your skin curdling or anything like that. You get a nice subtle, uh, focus, um, which works because I took it 45 minutes ago and I'm very focused on your question. So I know that it works. Uh, and, and, and that's what it is. I mean, we're actually, and there is some caffeine in ours currently that that is going to change quickly uh, to a non-caffeine, non-sugar base that uh, we have found that works incredibly well. Uh, so we're, we're looking forward to that. We're also looking at combining that non-caffeine ingredient with an MCT oil bomb, because there's a lot of good that's in MCT and you don't yeah. see that very often in gaming. Um, I actually have about 50 samples sitting in my office right now that we all have to test out. But so far, that's promising product. And that product, the base formula comes from a pharmaceutical company in Israel that has a license with the Ministry of Health for the development of anti-inflammatory conditions. And they started with IBS. And they started with a few other inflammatory, not pain relief. And they found by adding CBD, or we found by adding CBD, it had uh, significant pain relief properties. So we added CBD to it. Um, and that product's just, it's unbelievable. It just knocks out pain and stiffness uh, yes. for quite some time. The challenge is CBD, right? Because yeah. it's fine in the United States uh, and our professional athletes uh, depending on the sport they're in, don't know if they can use it because the CBD and gamers, the same thing. If they're professional gamers, there are a few titles that you cannot have CBD. Others don't care. Yeah, because surrounding the original, then you've got the, the pain, you've got the, the eye, you've also got an immunity. So that's where the entire healthcare platform comes comes through. So did you, the interesting thing though, is the topical application, was, was that because you found the group in Israel and you thought, well, actually that works really well. <clears throat> you felt you wanted to be different in terms of non-capsule tablet for that particular delivery mode. You felt it was right because of you know, the carpal tunnel syndrome and where people are actually, you know, localized. I mean, I don't know too much about the scientific application per se. I just, 
it is again different compared to it other is brands. different we tend to sign off on things that work right so the topical application just worked it worked better than the ingestibles um and it was very targeted and then when you start looking at the science behind it uh there's a reason why a cbd pain relief uh product works for skin absorption and a whole lot of things i had to learn that um, I try to remember because I'm a marketing guy, not a science guy. Uh, and that's why we came out with it because it works. And if that didn't work, and can't tell you how many uh, formulations we go through with our labs and our, uh, our pharmaceutical partners, that if we don't really have, for the most part, anecdotal stories of it actually working, then we just don't use it. And there, there's so many tubes and bottles and dispensers and, and uh, they're sitting around my office. Uh, fortunately, they were all very specifically labeled. Uh, when my kids come to my office, which isn't all that often because they're older, they, they just think I'm a drug dealer, right? I mean, I got all these tubes of everything um, and I give them out to say, hey, tell me what you think. And, and then it goes to not only just its efficacy of reducing pain and, and swelling and, and things like that, but does it feel good? Does it smell good? You know, we've had product made for us that comes out like in a, in a, in a brown slime that works, but does anybody really want to put a brown slime on their wrist? Mm -hmm. Probably not. We just tweak that formula uh, so that it'll be a roll-on in another month. Yeah. I always wanted a roll-on because of gamers, it's easier to keep your hands so your fingers free, but the viscosity of the original formula would not, it was too thick. So it... It would not roll on and, and I'm spending my days like thinking about viscosity and things like that. And I go, oh my God, how did I get here? I'm not supposed to know anything about viscosity. I, mean, I love, you, you have love to. that insight though, because it's about you keeping the, the fingers free from the solution for the yes. gamers because they don't want to have to do that. They can't stop. They're going to wipe it. They're not going to have something appropriate to do it. And all the things that we know we go through in terms of the nutritional practicality and how we develop and innovate products in, 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 in other areas is the same for gaming. Um, yeah. I just think that even in itself is a reminder of the details that people have to go to and problem oh. that will work in this environment. And, and you have to talk to, to the gamers because you know we'll sit here and say this is great and then you hand it to a gamer and they go i'm not going to do that i'm not putting anything on my fingers i don't want my fingers to smell i don't want any grease i don't want the residue on my mouse or my keyboard or anything else and you start thinking wait a second and so a lot of times we start with the gamer and we work backwards because you have to it's 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 like anything else it's the consumer experience we've got to be consumer spend a lot of time We've got to yeah. be consumer centric. So I suppose it's a perfect segue to talk about the gamer, the consumer. From our standpoint, that's a challenge because you can't be everything to everybody. Mm. And you can't say that everybody is potentially your consumer. Uh, but in some respects with gaming, it is. And, and, and that's a challenge. So a gamer um, is, is every, is really everything. And it is not the 16, 17, 18 year old, we don't look at them per se as our customer. One, uh, they're probably not quite yet experiencing enough discomfort because they're young and pliable uh, to reach out. Uh, 
which actually brings up an interesting point in health, wellness, and nutrition and gaming. I think the single largest challenge is education. Hmm. And it's not that gamers are not experiencing sleep deprivation or anxiety or focus or pain or whatever else you want to address. Um, I think they acknowledge that they have that, but they have not gotten to the place where there's a solution for it and what is that solution. So I think education in the gaming space is more critical because it's new. And if you were to go to buy a Google AdWord, you cannot buy gamer health because it doesn't exist. So the good news is it doesn't exist. The bad news is it doesn't exist. So all of us in, in gaming health are really trailblazing right now and creating a category because it does not exist. And that, that's, that's a fun place to be as a marketer. Yeah, yeah. Really. It, it's, it's a challenge as a new company and any company, new or old, because you, you, the, the penetration, it takes you know, time. And how, do you, and how do you do that? And, and you, know, you mentioned authenticity as a word that's frequently used and probably overused. But gamers are incredibly, and again, putting gamers in, in a bucket, are incredibly critical of being pandered to. And, and one tweet um, or, or, or one post on Reddit or on Discord or wherever else they're residing or on YouTube or Twitch where, where a brand is challenged for not being real and pandering, in many respects, can be fatal. So you got to be really careful of who and what you say and how you say it. And, 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 and that's fun from a marketing standpoint. It is challenging from brand standpoint. If I look at it from the outside looking in, I look at the majority of the brands and the way they're branded, they clearly have a, a specific area of those consumers, the younger ones um, that they potentially target. But Matt, that's, that's an assumption. I might be wrong. Do you have a view of who has a greater propensity to purchase? Um, I'm just interested on in what your view, because the 37, 37- well, you know, for the, for the younger audience is always the gatekeeper mom yeah. traditionally. Um, and maybe today we're supposed to gatekeeper dads too, but gate gatekeeper parents. Yeah. I still think it, it it's in the mid twenties to 40. I mean, it's, it's broader than most of the buckets that marketing and advertising generally breaks down. And I, I think, gaming is broader but yeah i think it's from the mid-20s to probably 40 45 that's your your core audience that being said more and more parents and and kids are experiencing anxiety i did a conversation we're going to do another one next week there's a new social app called clubhouse i don't think it's available in europe yet i think it's a north american centric uh, interesting platform, but we had a conversation, and it's a conversation that we had about esports and health, wellness, and nutrition. And literally, we two people I know started it, and they they pinged me and they said, "Hey, will you join?" And I joined, and then they made me a uh, moderator, and 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 that was interesting. From depression to anxiety, and you know, for me as a brand in health, wellness, and nutrition, I immediately call our product innovation guys who goes, guys, what are we doing in mental health? You know, there's this, this is what came up and mental health, generally speaking, is a subject that nobody wants to talk about. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if, if you're a individual, you're not going to raise your hand and say, I'm depressed for the most part. 
And I found it fascinating that, that gamers had the, this, this conversation and people were referencing that it was starting very young. So I do think what's coming and, and we're starting to look at what products do we have for young adults? Can we do a multivitamin that maybe gives them balance, low level of uh, focus or whatever that happens to be? But we're exploring that because I think it's really important especially since, uh, at least in the United States, almost every high school has an esports gaming program. So there's now a lot of pressure for these young kids to perform in a gaming environment. And since they're, they're, they may or may not be big enough or strong enough to play football, they're playing, uh, they're gaming. So I think that there is a tremendous need for building the immune system and the focus uh, receptors for younger adults now what age is that oh god i don't know i mean i hear parents say that they have no problem taking a cbd topical and putting it on uh their their, their nine-year-old's temples to relieve, uh, relieve you know uh, a headache now i know that it's proper it sounds weird uh, in many respects as a parent so who's that that i think the core audience is certainly the people with buying power um, and then if you look at the psychographics and demographics of gamers, most of them on a percentage basis are college educated with 75,000 household incomes plus. So, you know, they're spending $50, $60 on a game. They're spending thousands of dollars on chairs, on computers and everything else. So I think that that core is probably in, in the, the, the 20s to, to 40 year olds. You know, and, and the conversations I have are fascinating. I had a conversation with an ex-NFL uh, football player yesterday who's starting several training centers for gamers. It's mind-blowing, yeah. isn't it? I mean, the more I listen again, I mean, I'm coming across a little bit into North America, but, you know, the, the high school, the fact that the universities with the ambassadors that you've already got with the the, um, the, the, the Hall of the Fame, um it's, it's actually quite incredible, isn't it? Just the infrastructure that has been built quite rapidly yes. um, to talk about gaming as, um, you know, whatever, gaming, to be a game, to sport, whatever it is. But the, the seriousness of it and the infrastructure that is built is quite rapid, isn't it? I mean, it'd be... It is. And, 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 I think the, and I think the opportunities, interestingly enough, are not in the, the, the esports world, per se, in owning a team. The business model for owning a team makes no sense. You know, the, the, the cost of operation versus the revenue and what have you kind of makes no sense. But gaming makes perfectly good sense. I want to come on to the, the economics of it, but it just means yep. really you've only touched the surface. I mean, not even scraped the surface really on product availability then. When, when you have conversations around, you know, mental health and mental well-being, if you think of all the different facets of protective health uh, nutrition and wellness you could go down into i mean it fascinates me anyway in terms of range proliferation and how the category can look but basically yeah we've started thinking and, and you're probably better experienced than, than i but there seems to be a lot of literature now about personalized health of of really identifying uh products that are developed whether it's using somebody's dna or however they're doing it and personalized health, I think, is where you're going to see gaming go in the next several years is how do you develop a product line that 
is really unique to that individual gamer. And that's whether they want more calories, less calories, they want to stretch, they don't want to stretch. Uh, they're having anxiety, but not focus and things like that. And how do we personalize an offering for them so that they can um, achieve the best level at, that, that they can with the intersection of their health and nutrition and the rest of their life. It, it's not just gaming. So, you know, we look at gaming as just part of somebody's overall well-being. Uh, a lot of the products out there are really just targeting, uh, we want to help you game. We want to help you game, but we'd rather also help you um, make sure that you're employed and that you're educated um, and that you're calm and everything else that, that goes along with that. And, and from an education point of view, because I think we, I agree, I think everyone listening will agree that education is a huge enabler to this uh, category market, it's fundamental. Are we at ground zero for gaming gamers or to what degree has there been a, a, a marginal or rapid increase in education? I mean, what, what would you say on where it is at the moment? I mean, obviously we're always gonna have to do more, but where are we today? Wild, wild west in, in North American terms. Uh, I, I think it's a t total white canvas right now. Yeah. Uh, as people say to me all the time, you know, you have a tendency to look out of the box, uh, outside of the box. I don't even see a box. You know, I just see space. <laughs> um, and, and in that space, gaming is just a speck. I mean, I don't think we are anywhere near where we're going to go. I think artificial intelligence is going to play a huge role. I think neuroscience is going to play a massive role in, uh, in not only the education that we learn from gaming and then taking those learnings and applying it to a, a broader society, but to help people game. I, I think so much of gaming is neuro-based. And now with AR and VR and what have you, there are really, really some interesting things going on uh, educationally, medically, psychologically that ultimately will provide improvement and life improvements. Yes, it'll help people game. And that's fantastic for those on their gaming. Life is more important than gaming, but it's a great front door to get into life because it, it's so significant. You now have ingredient companies that are creating products for gamers yeah. that wasn't happening five years ago no no it's it's absolutely it's uh, it's it's amazing to listen and see and watch that happen i see it every day actually um and everyone is literally it feels like it's everyone's trying to get um it's at you know it's a race everyone's at the start line except there's people way behind the start line actually um and they're wondering whether they're even going to go to the start line and it's surely it's a case of not if but when yeah, and, and, and obviously with that, there's there's money being thrown at it from, from the investment community, um, and, and we're starting to see that. We're, we're actually talking to a bunch of people about that uh, for growth. Uh, but even uh, we were uh, contacted by the military. They're putting gaming sections on the military exchanges where they're having separate sections with hardware, software, and they want our products there uh, because so many people – in military game, whether they're deployed or they're the family that's not deployed. And what's fascinating, and again, it goes to that community aspect of gaming, in the military, when somebody's deployed, one of the ways that uh, the deployed 
soldier or officer interacts with his family at home, children, spouse, and otherwise, is to game online. Yeah. And, and they, they maintain that connectivity uh, through gaming. And, uh, you know, in, in the United States, the first real celebrity, if you will, that got into esports and gaming, a uh, fellow by the name of Rick Fox, which is a basketball player, a well-known basketball player, played for the Lakers and about 35 other teams. Um, and he's a great guy. And he'll tell you the reason he got into gaming is he was on the road so often. The only way that he could stay connected with his son was to learn to game with him. And then he became an avid gamer and then he created an esports team and, and what have you. But it came from connectivity. It came from staying in touch with his son while he was traveling as a professional athlete. So I think these learnings are, are fascinating, which is the genesis of gaming. It really isn't. And it took me a while uh, to accept the fact that, that gaming really is this emotionally connected community experience. Um, and, and the last thing I'll say to that is, uh, I think our entire world is based on story, right? Most people I know and children uh, have fond recollection of their parents reading to them as a very young, young child. And games are about story. There's, there's, there's conflict and there's conflict uh, resolution. There's character and character development. There's music and there's mm -hmm. art. And, and it's all about the story. And, and people gravitate to stories. And I think that's another reason why gaming has this broad base to it because of the story. Let's talk about the economics of it. I mean, the market is huge. Do we know how big it is? I mean, I know there's some wild figures and they, you know, they, they always have a billions next to it. Do we know what the size of the healthcare market is for gaming and the nutrition size? I, uh, no, uh, because it doesn't exist per se as a market today, right? Uh, much the same way that you can't buy gamer health as a, as a keyword. It's a good question. Is the gamer health market additive to the general nutrition market, the dietary supplement market, for example? I, I think to, the answer is that yes. I mean, you know what the numbers are in dietary supplements and health and wellness and nutrition. Uh, I do think that there are gamers that never would have thought about uh, vitamins or focus and all the other things that, that we address. So I think that portion is additive to the overall market. And I can only guess that with the ever expanding opportunities for people with gaming skill sets in the general marketplace, that they're going to continue to improve how they think, how they function how they perform uh, because there's a monetary reward for that with a better job and growth. You know, I, I find it fascinating when you look at gaming, Walmart, uh, you know, the biggest retail, I believe uh, outside of Amazon and the United States, they train all their store managers first on a video game. So if you want to be a store manager, they give you a video game, you create an avatar of yourself, and you have to learn all the, the, the departments and, and, and sub-departments in a Walmart, you know, whether it's frozen meat, produce, whatever that happens to be. That's all video game uh, developed. And once you successfully complete that game, then you can actually get into a physical training program. So when you start thinking about gaming and the skill sets in gaming and how it is applied corporately, that's where these jobs are. And I can tell you right now that 
that uh, Walmart has seen a uh, an increase um, in the uh, skill set of their managers by using a video game. And listen, there are school districts now that are saying they're going to replace books with games uh, because it's incentive based and it's fun and it elevates and, and, and things like that. So I just think gaming is absolutely going to explode um, even more than it has exploded. And, and I know a lot of you know my friends. And again, it's anecdotal. They have no clue what I'm doing every day. <laughs> they're just, you know, they're, they're, they're doctors and lawyers and mortgage people and whatever it is that they're doing. And they just don't understand what's going on. They hear about it. And every article they'll send to me, hey, did you know this? Yeah, okay. The, the acceptance of, of gaming is, is just mind boggling. And I, I think the, the last thing I'll say in terms of what the growth of the market is kids now um, or, or uh, people in their 30s, we're probably the first wide generation of gamers growing up with uh, FIFA and Super Mario and what have you. That generation, at least in my household, I, I would not say that we live, my kids lived in a gaming supportive environment, right? Uh, and my kids tease me all the time saying, well, sure, now you're in gaming. Of course, we miss that. Uh, but they're gaming with their kids at two, three, four, and five. Right. And they and, and those their kids are gaming for entertainment, education, discovery and fun. And as those kids at three, four, five and six are being born into on a daily basis, gaming for all aspects of their life, it, it, the, the health, wellness and nutrition all just has to explode accordingly. You know, these these kids know what apps are. You know, and apps are games, right? So it's it's interesting. And everybody games every day. You go to the supermarket, you give somebody your phone number mm. for hopefully, you know, three cents off a gallon of gas. It's gaming. It's incentive-based behavior. For me, it's just whatever figures people come up with. It's an it's a no-brainer, right? It's it's just it's it, it's immersed itself. It's integrated into the way that the, a lifestyle exists, into culture, into a number of things, and it's global, like you said. And having developed your products. What is your reflections of the supply chain of the nutrition industry in their readiness and preparation to enable you to create products for gaming? Fantastic question. The contract manufacturing uh, side of it, and everybody does basically use contract manufacturing. There's no reason for us to build a plant, right? So we take our formulas, we have somebody produce it. They're inundated, right? They're inundated right now. Uh, what used to be, you know, a short time to get products turned now has doubled, if not tripled. Now, some of that is COVID, that everyone's looking for the immunity boost and what have you. Uh, I think they're, 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 they've been caught somewhat flat-footed. Never thought that um, health, wellness, and nutrition would grow as it is growing. And again, I also think that there is a shift to organic and natural and staying away from antibiotics and pesticides and things like that. So as there is that uh, climate change and green gas, you know, gas emissions and everything else, uh, as that bombards your, your thinking, when you start looking at what you're ingesting, you start saying, well, maybe I should take this supplement or maybe I should do this organically and maybe I should have, you know, celery and kale juice in the morning. 
uh, kind of thing. So I think that is a demand on the on the industry for production. But the industry, from a production standpoint, there's 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 deep pocketed producers out there. I have no doubt that they're going to catch up with the demand. And do you think they were ready for it? Um, you said they were caught flat-footed. Do you think they still need to offer more? Do they need to come to you to the ideas? Or have we, uh, the brands and yourself, got enough of the ideas to take to them and just say, can you make this for us? I, I think like everything else, it's probably a partnership. I think that they're drawing from multiple sources of clients that are saying, what about this ingredient? What about that ingredient? What about this? In answer to the first part of your question, were they caught flat-footed. I'm not so sure they were caught flat-footed, but I think as the business owners are, are not 14, 15, 16, and 17, right? They're, they're substantially older. And I think it has taken some time for people that age bracket to say, this is real, right? That it's not just Mm. Um, a flash in the pan. It, 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 it you know, it, it's not a chia pet that's here for two years, right? That this is truly a, an industry and an industry that it's in its infancy. And I think there has been an, an, a, a fairly lengthy perception. Gaming is not um, a valuable activity at mm. all, right? And that there's no money in it. And that you're wasting your time. You should be an engineer, right? Or you should do something else. I, there's a great story. Um, I think it was about a year and a half ago about a 16 year old kid that played in a Fortnite tournament and he won $3 million on a Saturday night, right? Um, I mean, 16 years old, he wants $3 million. And I, and we, we were doing an interview with somebody at the time because it's a couple of years back, two years ago, I think it was something like that. And I thought the story really wasn't that this 16 year old kid won $3 million. I wanted to be at that dinner table Sunday night when his mother says, did you do your homework? And he says, no, I'm going to pay dad to do it. I just won $3 million. I don't have to do my, my homework. At that point, you know, that family has to say, this is real, right? And that's happening all over the place. So I think you're starting to see business owners in this space, whatever aspect of the space you're in, saying, oh, this is real. Yes, this, this and this is only going to grow. And I, th- I, like I said, I think with um, VR and AI, I think the value proposition that's going to come from that is going to be substantially beneficial to society as a whole, even though its origins may have come from gaming. Last question then. Given that, it's a great story. It's a lovely anecdote. How quickly is it going to move? I mean, I suppose, what will it look like even in 12 months' time? Uh, the health, wellness, nutrition aspect yeah. of gaming? Yes. Game, okay, the health. Oh, I think it's, it is going to grow. Uh, I, I, you're starting to see where the official health and wellness partner for Immortals, which is a significant uh, global gaming partner, they have uh, started uh, health and wellness um, initiatives, not only uh, for the organization and their players um, and their administration, but they want to start uh, spreading that to their user base. So yes, I, I, I do think that uh, there will be growth. I think it will be slow. And I hope that those that are in it 
you know, pay attention to the viability of the products and not just capture market share. If, if we can have some kind of uh, societal ethos of wanting to do good while doing good, then, then I think there's a huge beneficial opportunity. If brands want to pander and just push out product for the sake of pushing out product to the lowest common denominator, now that would be unfortunate. I don't. I think we can do both. And finally, what's the what's the, pardon the pun the end game? I'm sure there's no end game as such, but what's the end game for Skins um, vision wise, stated mission, monetary or otherwise? What, yeah, you, you, you sound like you? My, now you sound like my investment banker who says that. Um, I, my traditional answer to that is is simple, and then I'll give you a real answer is. Um, the exit doesn't mean anything if we don't enter properly. So we're focused on entering properly, right? And, and that in many respects will create the foundation for the exit. As an entrepreneur, I have um, a massive responsibility to the people that work with us, for us, and have invested dollars, time, and energy um, into what we're building. There is a time frame, two, three, five, seven years, that there will be yeah, a return on investment that makes everybody happy. And at that point, we go, okay, we uh, sell, you know, people, the investment bankers say, okay, I think you should do an IPO and, and those kind of things. And I go, we're not doing it today, so I don't have to hear about it today. I got other packaging things to do with today. Uh, but I think there's a return on investment that makes sense. Uh, ultimately. And if that comes in the form of an acquisition of partnership and IPO, then I'll have a voice with the board to say, okay, um, I think more importantly, we want to put our stamp of health, wellness, and nutrition in the gaming world to say, you, you can do both. You can be healthy and well and compete. And um, as I said earlier, that you know we power your performance, that you can perform incredibly well in your life, gaming and otherwise, by interacting and being part of our platform. Your uh, genesis of the idea was two years ago. You've kind of been available product-wise for two or three months. So you, given you are effectively as much of a startup as it, as it comes, are you, are you allowed to, to share what you managed to raise in terms of investment just to demonstrate the level of excitement people have in gaming to get behind startups? Yeah. Um, well, we, we, my partner and I are self-funded. We took in, I don't know, you know like $20,000 kind of investment from, from people that said, nah, I want to give you $10,000 to do. Like, okay, fine. So we took a couple of that in. We are literally starting a round that will raise a million five. The round starts, I think, in two weeks uh, with our investment bankers out of New York. So we're open to that for for, and, and that's basically for marketing uh, to, to really raise awareness. Uh, you know, it, in the consumer cycle, it's about awareness, trial, conversion, loyalty, and evangelism, right? So we're literally in that awareness, trial, conversion uh, stage. And, and the more we raise, the more we, we can do. Because we're a direct-to-consumer based company, you know, we're, we're not waiting 60, 90, 120 days for payment from a retailer. Um, I don't want to go in that space. I'd rather be on a direct-to-consumer. I think we we will be uh, we'll have kiosks on a retail distribution and some esports venues and arenas once they reopen. We 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 decided to self-fund basically to prove that we're right. 
I didn't want to use anybody else's money to prove that we're right. Um, and fortunately, we we did. And some of that's painful. And some of that you make mistakes. And uh, and we've made a couple mistakes, you know, which is, which is great. Um, I actually enjoy some of the mistakes we make as long as we don't make them twice, as they say. Um, but it's exciting. It, it's really an exciting space to be in because we can positively impact people's lives. And, and that's a that's a very cool place to be as a brand. And a perfect place to end our conversation today because that's ultimately, I think, a reminder to everyone listening that actually a large number of companies really do want to do that. Um, and you particularly have really driven that through today, Gary, for and on behalf of Skins, but not just about the brand, but you personally, which I think is really nice. So I thank you hugely for that. I think you've only inspired me further around the opportunity that exists in gaming. We've been spent some time working a lot on it recently, um, but the more you talk to people about it, the more it just, yeah, brings a wide smile to your face about about what the world's going to look like in um, in a few yeah. months and years ahead. And, and, and I think the last thing I'll say, and I think it's because it's rooted in community. It's not rooted in game. The game is a byproduct of the interaction of people. And, and I think if anything drives us, that does. And I, and I think that's probably the biggest misconception about gaming is you hear about the games, but nobody really talks about the community, but it is the community that is driving the explosiveness of esports and gaming. So a big thank you to Gary for joining us today. What a great discussion. And if you take anything from this podcast, you have to just remind yourself that the world of esports and gaming isn't just the young adolescents sat home playing games for hours. It is almost anybody. Gaming is a much broader community of people, males and females, ranging between, of course, all ages. And therefore, just maybe, be careful not to stereotype the industry to any great extent that might, I don't know, limit or inhibit any approach that you think you might take. But anyway, ultimately, as an industry, we're all trying to get our heads around it. Some of us know it better than others. Some of us are trying to influence others in terms of saying we need to get into this market. So hopefully you took a lot from that. Some amazing anecdotes about the consumer, about the sport, about the broader um, opportunities that exist. If you think about the role of gaming and jobs and skills and capabilities. So lots of things to take on, learn and have a think about. From a product perspective, of course, the healthcare element, I think is particularly interesting and just showcases that this world of nutrition and gaming is much bigger opportunity-wise than just energy drinks, I think. And actually, the more you piece that together and the more you get your head around the people that are involved and they're gaming and the different groups and the different demographics and where it all fits, I think the more a broader healthcare area of gaming makes a lot of sense. Now, whether that's skins who lead the four on that, who knows? But there's no reason why it can't be. But as a concept, it is a very, very good one feels certainly very intuitive and it does get the mind rolling with regards to the potential product opportunities. I think though to finish off it is really important just to remember that whilst everyone talks about the games and everyone talks about the money 
that you know is, is sort of moved into this world don't forget that as gary beautifully put gaming is not about the games per se it's about a community and therein lies a simple view and a simple bit of information about whoever you are listening out there that is what you've got to get your head around tap into if you're going to have any form of success in this space so with that we leave you to ponder reflect and think about your next move in this game that is esports a virtual world of performance as i like to describe it it's definitely fascinating but i suspect and even in six months and 12 months it's going to be even bigger and almost in the forefront of our nutrition industry agenda so bye for now we'll be back again shortly with another episode